Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the Hit Bodies podcast. It is your host, Chelsea Pleasant, and it is the Monday after Thanksgiving. I so badly wanted to record this this weekend, but I went to bed obscenely early, like every night, just every night. It felt so good, and I slept like a rock. Don't you love those nights where you just... Like you go to bed at like 7 p.m. and then you just sleep hard until the morning and you're like, what year is it when you wake up? Oh, it's the best. So anyway, it's Monday. I'm a little bit tardy, but I'm still going to be here on Monday as promised. So if you're new here, what is the Hip Bodies podcast? Well, me, your host, Chelsea Pleasant. I started this workout group back in... 2017 and I work out live with my clients and so a big thing about the way I create my workout videos is I want it to feel like we're workout buddies we're chatting it's casual and it feels the big one for me is like it's got to be new every day you know and that's like a big part of it being live and so people love it and a big part of it is the chatting so the podcast just allows me to dive a little bit deeper into stuff going on so With that being said, let's get into it. Thanksgiving. Let's talk about it. How was your Thanksgiving? Mine was great. Like it couldn't have been better. So there's this store near us called Pop Shelf. And from what I understand is somebody said it's owned by Dollar General. Is this true? Because it feels fancier. You know what I mean? Like we have Dollar Generals all friggin' over. But Pop Shelf, we only have one and it's up by Target, which just immediately fancier right but anyway they had a Christmas sale when my mom and I went there I think I told you guys about it last week and so we had stocked up on all these little Christmas crafts little like light up ornaments you could decorate that were 50 cents each like I gotta show you these I think I'm gonna show them on my Instagram story or something they're so cute we had uh, Christmas stockings you could paint big like big signs for the front porch um just all sorts of stuff and it was all like really cheap like a dollar three dollars like it was very affordable so anyway we did that everyone got there at about one o'clock and we had tons of crafts to do the kids played outside and my mom got this really fun game called blaze pod and if you look this up you will be horrified at the cost okay so it's these little pods that light up and you can spread them out as far apart or you can put them all as close together as you want and so it just you light up and you smack it you know, pretty, pretty straightforward, right? Like it has a little sensor on it. So grownups will use it for like agility training and like, like you'll be in a plank and you have to like smack them. Right. But the kids, we spread it out and then the kids have to like run around and get as many as they can in like 30 seconds or whatever. And it it was so fun. The, the problem was though, like once we got more and more kids involved, they would just each stand by a pod and just hit it when it lit up and I was like okay that's not fun you have to run you have to run around okay you have to like keep your you know keep your focus but I love that game and so after I saw it at my mom's house I went and looked up blaze but it's like 250 dollars I'm sorry what is has anyone come up with a knockoff yet now the app that goes with it is pretty cool because you can like change it to like you know go every 30 seconds or go for like five minutes straight or you know whatever and you can do like one player two player and I guess you can buy more of the pods to add to it so I don't know it's pretty cool I'll I'll give them that is it $250 cool not for me (laughs) not for me and my tax bracket but hey you know my mom she loves it so good for her 
anyway, uh, that was what we did in the beginning. And then, and we had appetizers. So Misty and I handled the appetizers, my friend. And so she brought stuffed mushrooms, which were super good. And then these like brie cranberry bites, which were also super good. I made a charcuterie board and I made that cranberry jalapeno dip. All of it was awesome. It was definitely like kind of heavy appetizers. You know what I mean? Like charcuterie is like, it's calorie dense, like salami and cheese and all that kind of stuff, right? So, I mean, don't be wrong. I'm still excited for Thanksgiving food, but I only had one plate of Thanksgiving food. I don't know if we've met, but like I'm not a one plate of anything kind of girl. So I was shocked that I really only wanted one plate, right? But everything was good. We, you know, I made my usual Rachel Ray stuffing, um, made sure my mom made plenty of gravy because that is a thing in our house. My mom makes so much food and then like she doesn't comprehend that like gravy goes on everything. Gravy goes on the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing. However much gravy you think you need to make, triple it. Okay. Cause we always run out and there's nothing worse than running out of gravy and still having potatoes and stuffing to eat. Right. But I, I'm not joking. You guys, I didn't eat any leftovers. I just didn't want it. I don't know. I like woke up the next morning, just not, I don't know. I just wasn't, I was good. Like I just wanted to go back to eating low carb. I was like, yeah, that was a nice meal, but like, I'm good. But we do need to talk about the pie. So I told you guys about that TikTok pie, right? Like we have to get this out. So I made the TikTok viral Hilly's Milk Bar Pumpkin Pie. I didn't love it. Okay, this pie, you do, it has a a layer of salted caramel and then you mix like roasted pumpkin with white chocolate ganache. And so that filling is good. The filling is really, really good. I love that. The salted caramel, way too salty. I just didn't like that homemade caramel. I make like caramel chocolate chip cookie bars pretty frequently and the caramel is like delicious. Now it's, (laughs) it's the bag of like craft caramels and I mix it with like heavy cream, but it's like, it's like a light brown. It's like beige caramel. You know what I'm saying? And this caramel that I made, I was trying, I really followed their directions specifically and like their caramel looked darker. So I went with it and I really tried to like copy everything they did. I don't like a darker caramel. I don't like the flavor that comes with it. And I don't know if it was the saltiness. I don't know what aspect of it I didn't like, but I just don't like that type of caramel. I don't know. It, it People said like it's supposed to balance out the sweetness of the pumpkin white chocolate part. And I'm like, I am fine with super sweet. I'd much rather it be like normal caramel. If it was normal caramel, it probably would have been a 10. But because I just didn't like that caramel layer, I... I still have over half the pie in my fridge that I'm going to have to throw away. Isn't that sad? Because that was like three days of work. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Like it was, I don't know. People talk about how much work it was. It really wasn't that bad, but you know, whatever. So anyway, I hit a huge milestone last week and I finally made it to the 150s, which it's kind of embarrassing how long that's taken me, but you know, I'm here and I haven't left even through Thanksgiving and all of it. Like I'm still in the 150s. Like I was in, I was 158 this morning. I'm sorry. What? That's amazing. So I'm feeling pretty proud of that. And um, I'm just excited to keep going. Like I feel very motivated by it. Now, with that being said, I am, I'm letting the holiday season be, I just participate in things. Okay. I'm not going to say no to anything. I'm just going to be really balanced about stuff. So Saturday night, my mom invited the kids over for dinner. So Cameron and I could have a date night. And so we did, we went to a sushi restaurant 
I was kind of craving sushi. My husband is always down for sushi. My husband loves Asian food so much. So we went, we were asking around for sushi places because the problem with North Carolina, I've talked about this many times, the Asian food here is terrible. And I don't know if it's all of North Carolina. I, I am honestly nervous to try it other places, but whatever. So there, we went to this place. It's called Masa and it's uh, newer. It's near the mall. And we spent, we, we drank water. Okay. All we had was sushi and like, um, one, so one serving of chicken katsu that we just kind of like snacked on or whatever, which I'll talk about the chicken katsu in a minute. Okay. And we spent $86 before tip. Oh, <gasps> that's so much. Are you joking? $86 for just sushi. And like, I mean, we, so we only got like two of their specialty rolls and the rest were like regular rolls. Now Cameron and I are pretty big eaters and that's my, that is my gripe with sushi. I never leave feeling like, oh, I'm full. And I think it's because the ratio of like protein to carbs isn't right. Like it's too many carbs to protein. So it's just like, I'm like filling my stomach with like mostly rice and like a little bit of seafood in there. You know what I mean? Anyway, overall my review of this masa restaurant so i got this roll that it was reminding me of trapper sushi back in washington if you if you know you know if you don't look it up it's called trapper sushi it is the best sushi ever but it's like it's kind of crazy sushi like your roll is going to be covered with like scallops that have been tossed in like a spicy aioli and there's gonna there's just so many aspects to this sushi and it's expensive but it is worth every penny you know what I mean? Like every roll I've had at Trapper Sushi is like a 10. It'll just blow you away. So I, when I looked at the Masa menu and I saw their specialty rolls, I was like, okay, okay. I guess I think we might be able to compete with Trappers here. So I got this roll that had like mango and like a tempura shrimp and it was topped with spicy scallops. And I was like, okay, this is really, yeah. Okay. I sweet and salty and spicy. I'm into it. And I think it had, I might've had salmon in there. I can't remember, but anyway, um, I ordered it. First off, I failed to notice that it was wrapped in a soy wrapper, which is pink. Is Am I the only one that like a pink wrapper on my sushi? It wasn't giving like cute sushi. It was giving raw chicken. <laughs> like that's, I don't know, something about pink when you know you're eating raw fish. It's like a little, I don't know. It just, because it, it's truly the color of like raw chicken. It was like light pink. I don't know. I've never had sushi wrapped in a soy wrapper before. Overall, the roll was definitely not as good as Trapper's. It was good, but I think they charged $17 for it for one roll. And I'm like, this, no, Trapper's can do that because Trapper's is good. This wasn't good enough to do that. So I mean, whatever. I, I know I sound so whatever. Anyway, moving on. Um, here's my, here's my real complaint. So we ordered some chicken katsu because I got so excited when I saw chicken katsu on the menu. You don't find like teriyaki restaurants around here or like Japanese restaurants. So I was like, okay, let's do it. Um, and I was like, um, I'm sorry, do you guys have katsu sauce? And she was like, um, no, I think you're thinking of the lunch where it comes with the curry. And I'm like, no, 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 like katsu sauce. It's like a ketchup-y. And she's like, no, it's, we don't have that. And I'm like, so you're just serving me fried chicken and rice and calling it chicken katsu. Like, I feel like the katsu sauce is what makes chicken katsu katsu. Am I the only one that thinks this? Do you, where, where do you guys stand on that? Please, please tell me. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but whatever. So this all just kind of like made me think back to Washington. And I, I thought about this type of restaurant that like I loved in my early 20s. 
And I don't know if they have them everywhere. And I have listeners from like all over. So I got to know if you had these where you live. But we, ha- I don't know. And I don't even know if they still have them in Washington. But conveyor belt sushi places. Did you have one near you? So we had, I remember the first one that was like kind of big in my area was called Sushi Land. And so you would sit down and it has this like really big conveyor belt and all the sushi chefs in the middle. So you could order something so it's made to order, but they also had like these little plates and the plates would run anywhere from, I think like $1 to maybe like $6 for something really fancy. And they have everything. You want a little serving of seaweed salad. You want like, you know, a couple of like, you're not going to get a whole roll for a dollar, but you're going to get like a couple bites of like a cheaper roll. Right. And it's so fun. We would just like, there was, and it was so nice. Like if you wanted to split the check, right. Because you could just like, you have your stack of plates and like somebody else's stack of plates in your early twenties, you're always splitting the check. So that was always like really nice. And I, oh my gosh, I ate there all the time. And I totally took that for granted. I don't know if they still exist. Like I'm trying to think back the last time I was in Washington, if I noticed they still exist. And maybe it's because I'm like, as I've grown, I'm like willing to pay more for better quality sushi. Cause it's definitely not the best quality sushi you know when you go to those conveyor belt places and it's kind of gross like if it's been sitting out a while but yeah anyway (sighs) I have the trappers and conveyor belt sushi is definitely like my thing so then I started thinking about the only dessert that makes me happy which is chocolate chip cookies and so after our overpriced experience at the sushi place which like I'm not saying that like in a negative way sushi places are just always expensive it's just nice when it's expensive and worth it and it wasn't. So anyway, I knew I didn't want to make a whole batch of chocolate chip cookies. Normally I'm always down to make a batch of chocolate chip cookies, but I just wasn't. So right near that area is Whole Foods. So I went to Whole Foods and I got some of, I got two of their regular chocolate chip cookies, one of their brown butter chocolate chip cookies. And then I decided to try the black and white cookie because that just like looked good. I love a good like black and white situation, the tuxedo thing, like that, like the hard shell. I don't know. There's just something there. There's something there. And I don't, I don't know why I'm drawn to it, but I am. So, and of course, <laughs> half gallon of milk. Duh. You know me. Gotta have my dairy. And yeah, like I didn't, I don't, I just don't know who I am anymore. I, you know, I got home with my cookies and I just had a little bit of each of them. I wanted to kind of sample each of the chocolate chip cookies they were fine. Um, but I just, like, I didn't even finish one. Who am I? I just like, I don't even understand myself. Maybe I should have warmed them up. I also did see later on that Whole Foods actually sells the dough so you could like bake it fresh at home. And maybe it would have been better had I done that. I don't know. I just like, I don't understand like why I'm not obsessed with food as much right now. It's very unlike me, but I'm gonna, I'm rolling with it because it's definitely helping my weight loss journey. I'm pretty sure I'm about to see 157, which like, wow, this is, it has just taken me so long to hit the 150s and I feel like I'm going to cruise to the bottom of them now if my appetite keeps going this way. (laughs) Um, yes. Anyway, I've been back to keto and I'm just, I'm loving it. I feel so good. The only thing that I really need to work on is my addiction to coffee. And I know I say that all the time and then I do nothing about it. I did you know, I switched to half-calf, so that is better, right? I feel like when you're drinking decaf coffee, you're basically hydrating, right? Like, because there's, it's just like, it's like tea. But like, I don't know. I, I know some of, all you crunchy girls out there are like, there's mold in your coffee. There's, you know, chemicals in the decaf. Like, I know. I know, but I'm addicted. 
okay? And there's a lot of places. So let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about like chemicals and stuff and like, you know, where where am I a crunchy girl and where am I not so much a crunchy girl, okay? Deodorant. I use lemon wedges for deodorant. I have tried every natural deodorant on the market. Some of them are even greenwashed, so they don't work and they're still bad for you, (laughs) you know? Um, I really try to avoid fragrance like I don't just straight up wear perfume. I don't use like fragrancy lotions. Um, but at the same time, I use Pantene Pro-V shampoo and conditioner, which smells heavenly. Okay. So like there is still fragrance in my life. And I do use like a scented hand soap here and there. Just, I don't know. It's just like what I buy. Like I, I don't like go out of my way searching for it, but it's just like, I don't freak out if I buy it. Right. Um, and if you don't know, like fragrance is not great for you. I don't know if you know that, but you should know that if you don't already. Um, For cleaning products, I use like, it's, I feel like it's good. Like when I look at the ingredients, it looks good to me. It's, I use like the Trader Joe's all-purpose cleaner for a lot of stuff. I'm actually not a believer in vinegar as a cleaner. The more I've learned about vinegar as a cleaner, you guys, it's not doing what you think it's doing. And I, I don't know, like, I, I feel like I could go into a deep dive on that because I went through a minute where I really thought vinegar was it. And you guys, it's not it. It's actually, like, if you're, like, it's not, like, disinfecting anything, you know? It's not even really cleaning anything. So, anyway, but I won't get into that here now. Um, I But I do, I, I love a good, like, non-toxic cleaner, and I really try to stick with that. But the the place where I struggle is, like, a glass cleaner, you know, like a mirror or something like that. And if I'm paying to have my home cleaned, which isn't very frequently, but if I am, I don't care what they use. Use what you want. I don't do it frequently enough to care. If I was someone that did it regularly, like, yeah, I'd be like, okay, don't bring like bleach and stuff into my house. You know, I don't personally buy bleach, but like, I'm not going to, I just don't freak out if somebody uses it in my house. You know, let's see, where else am I a hippie? Well, okay. Makeup, I've never been a hippie with makeup and that's simply because I'm way too cheap to be. It's hard enough. Like, isn't it the worst when you spend a little more money than usual on a makeup product and then it just like doesn't work as well as your cheap one? So it's like, why would I ever buy anything other than drugstore vibe makeup, you know? So instead, I just pretty much don't wear makeup all summer long and when I'm pale and, you know, need that confidence boost in the winter I I do I just use what I know works which is like Maybelline fit me um voluminous mascara that kind of stuff um I feel like that pretty much covers it oh I guess I'm getting crunchier with the types of pans I cook in so I I try not to use non-stick like Teflon coated pans I think we all know that it's not good for us but it's like gosh, it works so well, right? So I pretty much use cast iron and ceramic for cooking. I do have one stainless steel pan, but I am not a skilled enough, you know, truthfully, it's not the skill, it's the patience. There is a patience and an art to cooking in a stainless steel pan that I don't have. So yeah, anyway, I don't think you actually cared about like what I'm crunchy on, but I just thought I'd share that. I'd love to know what you're like a little, if you are like part hippie like that, I, you know what, where I'm also hippie breastfeeding for like ever. <laughs> I, I breastfed Kevin till he was two and a half and, and it's looking like we're going to be on a similar trajectory for Casey. I don't know if that's, is, I, I guess it's, to, I don't know. Is it a hippie thing? I just feel like it's, I don't know, whatever. It is, it's more of a parenting thing, right? 
But let's talk about cooking injuries. Okay, this is this just needs to be discussed. So I am one of those people. I make most of the dinners. My husband, it, I don't know if I've told you guys about this, but he is so grumpy when he's making dinner. It's not like I don't. It's not relaxing for me to have a night off cooking because he cannot handle the stress of a kitchen of like having multiple things going on. You know what I mean? He's just he becomes so rude, <laughs> so rude. Okay, so I do all the cooking all the time. But with that being said, I I keep my cool with the exception of when I hurt myself. And you guys, yesterday, I'm so glad it's feeling better today. Speaking of the cast iron skillet, I tried to lift it out of the oven. I like transferred what I was making into the oven and it was so heavy, but I was holding Casey and I didn't want to set her down because I knew she would like approach the oven. So I'm trying to hold her and lift this thing. And I'm like, I did something to like my wrist slash hand by holding that horribly huge and heavy cast iron skillet oh my gosh that was like worse than any burn worse than any cut like it hurt and I was like it was one of those moments like you know when you get older and like you kind of hurt something and it hits different in your brain than when you hurt something when you're like a teenager and younger like when you're young you're just like oh whatever it'll be it'll be fine but like when you're older you're like this could have permanently changed me this might be now an ache I have for the rest of my life <laughs> do you know what I mean when does that happen I because I really like sat there where like did I just screw up my wrist for life like is that is this it for me is that am I going to be one of those people with like that can't move their wrist properly and can't hold a freaking cast iron skillet? You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, all this to say it was fine. It was fine. We're good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> but like I am one of that's the only time you hear me like kind of raise my voice while I'm making dinner is like, ah, durr! you know, like I hurt myself and I burn myself a lot. I cut myself a lot. I've definitely it just just all of it. I just I do. I hurt myself a lot, which brings me to like this little rabbit hole I went down last week on TikTok and it was the half-baked harvest. Do you guys follow that blog? Have you ever tried any of her recipes? So half-baked harvest, if you don't know, she's she's a food blogger, but she's like gotten big enough now that she's like written very successful cookbooks. Her videos go very viral and all of her stuff, like in terms of like a food stylist, the girl is good. (laughs) She knows what she's doing. Like everything looks so beautiful. I've made a couple of her recipes and I, they're fine. Like they look better than they taste is the best way I can explain it for everything that I've made from her, but maybe I just haven't made the best stuff from her. So I don't know. I, when I see her stuff, I just kind of scroll past it. But apparently others have had the similar experience where the recipes were like, right? Like, how is this woman gaining so much traction? Like, and they've just like done this deep dive on her. Her name's Tegan. That's the, the girl behind the blog. And so they've done this like deep dive on her. She like lives on a family compound and like she's really close, but like, I oh, gosh, I like I don't want to say this stuff because I don't want to be like I'm like talking bad about her because I like I don't know if any of this is true or anything, but like it is such an interesting deep dive to go down. Like you can actually read about her on Reddit, and I don't know. It just if you like a weird thing, you might want to go down it because so basically, like she's like really mean to her dad. Like that was one of the things was like on her Instagram story, and people were like, oh my gosh, like 
she's so mean to her dad. Like her dad was picking her up from the airport. And I guess she was like, I prefer when so-and-so picks me up to the airport because they have like a way nicer car and stuff like that. I don't know. It was like, it was the craziest thing. And I was just like, whoa, first off, I can't, like for me, the way I react to something where I'm like, I've tried a couple of your recipes. They haven't been winners. So now I just move along and like, they're not the person for me, but like, this is like a really interesting deep dive. Um, and I highly, I don't know. I don't want to say that I recommend going down it, but like, if you just need a little tea, if your life is boring, I don't know, maybe go down it. You might find it interesting. Like I did. I, and I feel like I'm like sounding like a gossip when I say that, you know, but I'll just say it. I like a little gossip. I like a little gossip, something juicy. Who knows if it's true? But if you do go down that rabbit hole and you want someone to talk to you about it, I'm your girl, okay? I I will partake. I will partake. Um, because, yeah, some of the points that people were making, I was like, oh, snap. Okay, so now, like, I don't know, maybe I'll make her more famous by paying closer attention. But I'm never going to be a hater that leaves negative comments. Not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. That's so mean. And I just don't understand it. I really don't. But that was like my little TikTok deep dive last week. Do you ever go on like TikTok deep dives? It's a huge waste of time, which, okay, let's talk about like my reading. Uh, so I finished A Court of Thorn and Roses last week, right? And I have not been able to get into anything this week. So if you don't know, I'm I'm an avid reader now. I went from never reading at all to buying a Kindle and now I've read almost 20 books in a couple of months. Like I... Honestly, I'm such a little bookworm, okay? But I finished A Court of Thorn Roses and it was so good, but I like, I, I'm having trouble getting back into Colleen Hoover because I'm just like, another romance story. And like, she's really good at the twist, but at the same time, I'm like, I just, I need more of a storyline, you know? And so somebody recommended this girl, Jody, and I don't know if I'm gonna say it right, Picold, I think is how you say your last name. So I tried to get into one of her books, but you know, you know where she lost me? It's written in the third person. So apparently this narrator can read brains of multiple people, like what they're thinking, what they're feeling. And I don't know, for some reason, it makes the book harder for me to get into because it's like, you know, when you watch a movie, it's from the third person, right? Like you're seeing, but like you're not getting into everyone's head. So I don't know, like it's just something about it. It's harder for me to get into it. I don't know if it's this specific book or what, but I don't know. I just, I need to back up. I need to back up and I need to figure out what I'm going to read next because I do want to read something next. And the problem is I want to read books that I don't have access to unless I get out my freaking wallet. And so I'm a part of Kindle Unlimited, which I pay $11 a month for, but it's worth it. There's a ton of good books on there. But like I am desiring to read the next Court of Thorn and Roses book, the second one. But like I don't want to pay for it. You know, I paid for the first one. I paid like $6 for the Kindle edition. Very reasonable. I'm cool with it. But it's like now I'm hooked and now I'm about to pay $8 for the second one. No, I should wait for the library to have it, right? I just need to wait. But it's like a six-month wait. And like I don't have that patience in me, you know? <sighs> so I have to figure it out. I have to figure out what I'm going to read next. I do, I do need to read something. I just, I feel like reading has been really good for me. I do get really unhealthy though about it when I get to the end of the book. Like I'm reading every chance I get. Like I'm bringing my Kindle to the bathroom. I'm bringing my Kindle to preschool pickup. I'm bringing my Kindle everywhere and just like reading a few pages every chance I get, you know, like ignoring my children so I can read. I sh I can't, I can't be doing that. But like, it is nice to like unwind before bed with a book instead of like unwinding with like going on an SHIT talking rabbit hole on TikTok on a food blogger, <laughs> right? Yeah. So anyway, that's, those are some updates. I feel like I'm just all over the place today. 
Uh, I want to talk about, I guess, the holiday season real quick and just talk about if you are, if you have goals, you know, and that kind of stuff, let's talk about how you can be balanced with it. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm getting into that exact season of my life. So I am eating a low carb diet, but tomorrow night is a pizza and pint night. That is a fundraising event for the private school we will be potentially sending Kevin to. How exciting, right? Uh, for me, I wanted to go because it's a good chance for maybe Kevin to have some familiar faces if he ends up going there, all that kind of stuff, right? So the here's the other thing is um, the way they make money is us buying pizzas and pints. I don't drink. Therefore, the way for me to support would be <laughs> to be purchasing some pizzas, right? And I'm going to do that. Let's be real. I don't want to go to this brewery and order a freaking salad. That's not like, I okay, I, I love a good cop salad. I do. I love a cop salad. I love a, I love a Caesar salad. I love a cob salad, but I also love pizza and I want to support. So I'm just, it's not that big of a deal. It's one night. I'm going to enjoy some pizza and move on. And I do try to be mindful the rest of the day. So I try to choose like leaner things as like, as I go about my day, for example, rather than snacking on like cheese and salami and stuff like that, I'm going to be like doing leaner stuff like chicken and cottage cheese and Greek yogurt and, you know, things that are a little bit lighter. Okay. Lower in fat. So I'll still be low carb the rest of the day and then I'll just eat that meal. And then I just go back to it the next day. And it's just not that serious. It doesn't mean I need to get all my carbs out that night. It's not like, I don't know. I just, that is how I try to go about it. Um, and I, obviously we had a date night last weekend and so yes, they're close together, but I'm still low carb in between. Now I, I think that some people would look at those two events and go, well, if you have that event coming up, like why bother in between? I'll tell you why, because you can still make progress. Okay. Like every day, every meal, every good choice, it adds up into moving you in the right direction. Okay. And one meal simply does not undo that. And I don't think we have anything planned for next weekend. So I, you know, I'll be able to probably eat healthy for like a week and a half without any like interruptions of events. And I, my goal is just to make as much progress as I can during the holidays while fully enjoying events and get togethers as they come up. That's how I approach it. And I hope that if you are feeling goal driven this season, you can approach it with a similar mindset. Okay. Um, if you have been considering eating low carb, I need to ask you something. Should I make a guide? How should I do this? Because I really do, I want to help people eat keto and I'm just trying to figure out the best way to go about this. Should should it be something you can print out? Should it be like, um, like a course, like videos? Like what format do you like consuming the content in? Should, shoot, should it just be a podcast episode? That'd kind of be easy. But I feel like I, I feel like there has to be some visual aspects about it. I don't know. Maybe I can make it like a podcast with an with a download. I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to figure out how to do it. But you guys know I love keto. I feel so good on keto. I want everyone to experience this amazing feeling, the results that I've had. Like I just I love it. It it was great before I had babies. It's great after I have babies. I just I can't recommend it enough. I can't recommend it enough. Um, with all of that being said, is there anything else I wanted to talk to you guys about? Would you like an update on our rental house? Cause it's kind of funny. <laughs> I feel like we've been so all over the place. Okay. So we were going to sell, right? We were like, for sure going to sell, getting the house ready. And then we kind of had this realization of how much more money we could get to rent the house out. So we looked into refinancing the house several months ago and to basically 
you guys, do you guys care? Do you care? There's just this big investment thing that we're trying to participate in and we're trying to like maximize our participation in that. And also like, you know, utilizing this asset that we already have this rental house in order to do so. Right. And so that's what we're trying to figure out just to make the most financial progress in the next 10 years. And I got to tell you, like, I'm just going to summarize it with this. The people that are helping us with this, the guy works for his, so the guy, they, they would be a realtor, the two of them, but he also is like a big person behind this investment fund. So they, not only did they talk us out of selling the house and holding onto it, and refinancing it instead of selling. So they lost out on that commission. He talked us down on how much we invest in the thing that they're in charge of because they are genuinely trying to help us make the most financial progress in the next 10 years. You know what I mean? Like he is willing to sit down and look at every number, look at every math problem and figure out like, okay, what makes the most financial sense? And I'm telling you this because like, okay, this like investment thing that I'm partaking in I'll just be like really straight up with you. It's a $50,000 minimum investment. So if you do have $50,000 that you could potentially invest in something and you don't know what to do with it, I'm telling you right now, this, I, I, these people will guide you in the best direction for, for your family based on your financial goals. Um, so just let me know, let me know. And I can connect you with them because they are freaking geniuses in the realm of real estate. So the the people that they are like the smartest people I know in terms of like short-term rentals and that kind of stuff. That was how we initially like started talking to them was there's this Facebook group. It's really big. It's called bigger pockets. And so this was like years and years ago, he posted about their success in entering the Airbnb space in Carolina beach. So we were like, um, we want in <laughs> help us find something. And it just happened to be that we were local because bigger pockets is the Facebook group for like people all over the country that invest in real estate. And so we were trying to figure out a deal, but this was like right before the pandemic and right before things got crazy. And it was like, it was just really hard to find a deal that made financial sense. And that's the thing about them is like, they were our real estate agents and yet they talked us out of every deal because they were like, the numbers aren't good enough. The numbers aren't good enough. They wanted the numbers to be so good that we wouldn't be uncomfortable purchasing this property. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so we watched them grow this massive success through their Airbnbs, right? And now they have moved into self-storage and it's through like these syndicated funds and it's really cool. It's very confusing to explain, but like, I don't know. I just, I want to be like, I, you guys, I share everything with you. Okay. I, I share everything with you. And so for us to participate in this, you know, we've been fortunate enough that we had this rental property that we have like a good amount of equity in it. So we can get creative to pull that money out to participate in this syndicated fund. And so I was just simply trying to maximize how much we participate in this fund. And he's like, hold on to this asset. Let's maximize both. And that's kind of like what we're doing. And so, yeah, it's a win. It's a win, win, win. I'm really excited about it. I'm feeling really good. We've been just really under a lot of stress trying to figure it out because right now the mortgage rates are terrible. The houses are sitting on the market a little bit longer, which makes it stressful to have like a you know, a property that's typically been, the mortgage has been paid for by someone else, right? I guess what I'm saying is it just, it didn't necessarily feel like the right time to sell, but like even renting it, we listed it for rent the day before Thanksgiving. And like, 
it's been crickets and it's clear that we're not going to get as much as like we maybe initially thought and it's just yeah so it's just been trying to figure out like how to how to work the numbers so everything makes sense and I do I just I want to say all this to encourage you to like you know these people that we're friends with like they are they are ahead of us right they are they are killing it like that's the only way I can describe it is they are freaking killing it and it's so good to surround yourself with people that are doing better than you. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I get I get really caught up in like helping other people. And so having someone who's helping me, I'm just like, I mean, I could cry. I real I could cry because their advice is so good, so genuine. They, you know, they're not like only doing the things that make this that are like trying to like benefit them you know and I can it's so unbelievably obvious in the advice they give us right like they've had so many opportunities to benefit from us over the years and they have not benefited at all and I'm like how much sourdough bread can I make you how much chocolate chip cookies can I make you like how can I ever repay you for this you know so yeah all this to say all this to say I encourage you to don't I'm not just saying like seek out friendships where like you know, someone's like can offer you something, but I'm saying like, if you're one of those people that finds yourself constantly in relationships where you're like helping other people and then you're in one of these, you you find yourself in this situation where you do have someone that's like helping you and like offering this really valuable advice and you find yourself like feeling like, ah, so uncomfortable with it. I, Cause that's how I feel. I feel really uncomfortable. Like I am not bringing enough. Like I, I need to help you somehow. I need to, and I, and I still do. I take that responsibility seriously because I don't think a relationship should be where you just take, 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 right? But I'm just at a loss because I don't know what I have to offer them. You know what I mean? The the tax bracket they are in, I, I don't think I could afford <laughs> their time that they have spent to help me. So I'm like, what can I do for you? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. All this to say, I encourage you to, just take care of those relationships if you do find yourself in them and I will keep you posted. I will keep you posted on what I figure out I can do for them to add value to their life. Um, I'm pr- I'm 99.9% sure they don't listen to this podcast. If either of them did, I would be mortified. So there's that. Anyway, I'm gonna let you guys go. This has been a fun week. Thank you for listening. This is mostly personal stuff. If you made it this far, we are friends. There ain't no other way to put it. We are friends. So thank you. And if you enjoy listening to the podcast, I really think you'd love being my workout buddy every day. If you go to hitbodies.com, you can actually try the three-day slay program for free. Um, it'll be like a little pop-up. Like you go to hitbodies.com, it'll be like, try my workouts for free. And then it'll be like the three-day slay program. It's like, you'll get a little meal plan. You'll get some workouts, all that kind of stuff. And this is the exact type of stuff that I do to get in shape myself. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll see you next week. Bye.